Entire song, Josh. Something got the same soul. Damn it. Just for the old rock and roll. Can you imagine if we did three and a half minutes of that? Yeah, I <laughs> can imagine us being sued for all of it. Oh, God. And and he's quick to sue. Yes. He is. Pete Seeger. Bob, Bob Seeger. Bob Seeger, not we've, Pete Seeger. We've had this conversation. Pete Seeger is an old timey folk singer. Yes. And Bob Seeger is an old time rock and roll singer. <laughs> Bob Seger, a.k.a. the Prince of Detroit. <laughs> I think he's from Detroit. Doesn't that make sense for him? Doesn't that energy make sense for him? It feels right. Should we see what Bob Seger looks like? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you tell me what you think Bob Seger looks like. I think Bob Seger wears more leather than we're thinking that he does, but also wears a lot of Tommy Bahama kind of shirts you know somehow i think you hit it exactly on the head oh hell yeah oh hell oh, yeah. yeah he looks like he looks like your friend's dad who has a professorship like who has tenure yeah, at the local but university in like, a, in like um oh gosh like a really specific science topic oh yeah no i was gonna say like chemical engineering yeah and he, he a lot of times he doesn't want to wear shoes <laughs> you know like you you wonder if they're a nude household except for when you're there oh god <laughs> what yes hello everyone this is being earnest <laughs> a very sincere podcast i'm josh i'm paula and we are here with you as we are every week to talk about things that we earnestly love and talk about things that are sincere and uh not cynical welcome we have an amazing, close to our hearts topic today. I don't know how close to our hearts it is, but it's close to mine. Yeah. Road, Road trips. trips. Beep, beep, pack up the car. Here we go. Don't forget the... Sunscreen. Sunscreen. <laughs> is that a thing you need on a road trip? I mean, probably. I guess it depends on where you're going. So, Paula, mm -hmm. you are a self-described road trip aficionado i think you just use that term but i love it for me mm -hmm. we might just a we might just tripreneur okay we might just see my instagram bio taking a little change into that territory <laughs> take off co-host of at being earnest pod <laughs> now i'm just america's foremost road trip expert um yes i have been on so many road trips i've, I've been on them from coast to coast I know we're doing a podcast, and yeah. I know we want to talk about this topic, but sure. can we pitch this show real fast? Yes. You just said the words, America's road trip expert. We could sell that to every network. Travel travel channel. Listen travel up. channel. This is my dream. Okay, it's Josh and I in a car. We're just doing the podcast. Comedians in a car getting coffees across America. Okay, I'm <laughs> loving this energy. Um, what kind of car are we driving? It's got to be like every episode it's a different car because that's how we okay, get our sponsorship so money. that is 100% comedians in cars getting coffee, I've right? never seen it. Okay, I've never seen it either, but I think that's what it is. I feel like we give off a sensible car energy. Oh, yeah. Or it's the same car and it's like, ugh, that Durango. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's, they didn't, we didn't have the budget for a new one. It's just like, 
a used car. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's a character on the show too. Yes. Okay, I love this. I love this. And we do the whole thing. So every week, there's a different... This is this is coming alive in my head. Every week, we do a different stop across America in our road trip. But it's streaming online 24 hours a day. You can watch us at any time. I like this less now. It's like Big Brother... <laughs> Or the so, Truman Show. Yes, it's so fun. So for the hour a week, we're fun. We're charming. We're trying local foods. We're hitting up local festies. That's what I call festivals. Um, small town festies. Small town festies. But then they're also seeing us sleeping. They're also seeing um, me picking fights with you over tiny, <laughs> tiny little things. It's me suddenly having a very strong opinion about it. Us. Uh, Realizing that we have no service and we should have loaded Google Maps beforehand. Yes, yes, yes. They're seeing us just quietly listen to a book on tape. <laughs> There's hours. no audio. There's no audio. It's just us being like, huh. Okay. You know, I read The Golden Compass when I was younger and I didn't get the subtext. And now I'm kind of getting it. <laughs> and I'll make us listen to a nonfiction sometimes. We're still kind of learning. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, uh, we went across the entire country and we're only halfway through Lincoln. <laughs> or whatever the, what's the book? Uh, uh, Team of Rivals. Team of, Team rivals. of rivals. That's what I'm looking and, for. Uh, and you kind of have to know the backstory when you watch our weekly travel channel show yeah. because we reference it a lot. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like we'll go to a small town festival and we'll be like, well, that's kind of like what General Grant said to Lincoln on a certain day in September in uh, Listeners, you can't see Paula, but she physically moved her glasses down to the bridge of her nose to do that joke. Josh, I'm a performer. This is Josh, true. I'm an, Josh, I'm an improviser. I take in my character. Yes. And the first rule of improvisation is to use the things on your body. Props. <laughs> <Say> props. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paula. Yes. Tell me about road trips for you. Well, you grew up taking road trips, I yes? grew up taking road trips, yes. Um... So I, um, pretty much everyone knows, I think, that uh, I lived in Alaska till I was nine. And if you don't know that, you haven't been listening to enough of the episodes. Go you back need to go and back. listen. listen. Uh, and then I moved to a rural, rural, rural town in Minnesota. And I feel like both of those places are uh, not good for flying and primo locations for driving. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents are also big drivers. Mm -hmm. Big, big driving. Big drivers. <laughs> big drivers. Um, you know, like, uh, so I think we grew up my whole childhood. Um, so I've driven, I mean, I've driven around Alaska. Um, we took a road trip to, through South Dakota, through the Badlands and over to Wyoming. Ooh. Um, been all the way down to Missouri, to Arkansas, Wisconsin. Um, a couple summers ago, I dr drove a camper van around California. Ooh. I thought it was going to be kind of like a camper girl, and I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed in a hotel for a couple of nights. <laughs> Rather than taking it in those beachy vibes. Yeah, I had this like whole notion that uh, we were going to get the camper van and then just like park it out on the beach and just like really live our lives. And um, then right before we left, I let, read a lot of stories about crazy people breaking into cars that they find on the beach and murdering everyone inside now are those true are those urban legends great question i did not take the time to find out got it uh but instead we stayed in campgrounds <laughs> less exciting still pretty fun still pretty fun still pretty fun um so yes i love a road trip but josh 
you've not been on a lot of them. So you told me, but um, this is a point of contention. Yeah, so I don't believe that I have been on a proper road trip. And the reason for that is this. I have definitely done long drives, but it has been long drives with a destination in mind where the destination was the point, not the journey. And so, hey Josh, for me, you ever, you ever stop to think in life that maybe the journey is the destination? No, because that's not the kinds of trips I took growing <laughs> up or have taken. You ever think even if you have a destination, maybe the journey is still the real destination? No, it's like you just got to get down I-90. <laughs> <laughs> so I have not done the, hey, we're going somewhere or we're going somewhere and back. But the whole point of the trip is us being in the car together and spending this time versus... Like, growing up, we would do long drives to places like, you know, I grew up outside of Boston, so we'd go, it's like eight or ten hours down to Philadelphia. Road or trip. Or we'd go, um, you know, up to Vermont or Road things trip. like that. But it was like in order to then have a vacation in that place. And so I don't, I don't think that's a road trip. I would not call that a road trip. I would call that, that's like you're using a car as a means to get there. And yeah, there are road trip elements, but the trip is not a road trip. It is a trip to Philadelphia, a trip to Burlington, Vermont. So you're saying that you are on the road, you're taking a trip, but don't get it twisted. Well, you don't take, uh, you don't, you're not like, I'm taking a flight trip when you go to, (laughs) when you go somewhere. I think that's kind of, I'm taking a Zeppelin trip. (laughs) All right. Add that to our TV show. Um, I think this kind of brings up an interesting definition of like what is a road trip because I would say that even if you have a destination in mind, if you're on that journey, if you're hanging out, you're in the car, that can still be a road trip and you can still have a place that you're going. Yeah, I would say that that's like it has road trip elements Mm -hmm. to it, but it is not a road trip. Now, where it gets fuzzy is like if you're on tour, is that a road trip? Or is that just a series of destinations in which you are also taking a so van? You're saying it can only be a road trip if we get in the car and we go hit the road. No, I mean it's like what I'm saying is if you're planning a trip, you're making an itinerary. Okay. Right? If the only thing that you're planning is the kind of like spots you need to hit at certain points, and the point of it is you wanna see things, but the whole point is that you are moving Mm -hmm. that would be a road trip in the same way that like if you're like i just want to take the train to have the experience that's a train trip (laughs) versus if you're like hey i need to drive to my cousin's wedding which happens to be seven hours away you might be like we're gonna road trip it but no you're just you're just driving to the (laughs) wedding and coming back and the point is that you're going to the wedding okay so so let's let's set some ground rules sure I I would say road trip over four hours. Yeah, you can't have it's. Yeah, I would argue it's not necessarily a road trip, but a road trip has to be. It's like uh, squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles yes. are squares. Yes. Um, road trips have to be long drives, but not all long drives are road trips. Okay, we can agree on that. But are we saying four hours? Is that a good spot of like? Yeah, minimum? anything less than that is like just a drive. It's just a drive okay. or a day trip or something like cool. that. Cool. So we'll say four hours. Yes. Uh, let's say um. A, a pit stop has to be included that's not gas related. So, like, you have to be making a stop on the way that is purely for fun. Sure. Whether that's a themed restaurant, whether that's the largest ball of twine, which is in sure, Minnesota. Sure, a roadside attraction. Yes, you have to be, there has to be a place on the way that you are also going. Yes. To, even if it's a quick stop. 
Yes, exactly. I think also I would add in, you have to be down for where the road takes you. <laughs> so like maybe we're on it's, our way. It's a mental criteria, a an existential yes. criteria. Like maybe, uh, maybe we're on our way to Michigan. Like you and I are going to Michigan, but we pass a sign for, uh, like the largest glasses museum. Yeah. And then we have to say, obviously we're going there. Ding, ding, ding. Let's hit the uh, the off ramp and yeah. let's go check out this glasses museum. Last- Not glass museum. Glasses, like Gl- spectacles. Huge glasses. <laughs> yeah, just enormous I glasses. would love that museum. Um, And then lastly, snacks. Yes. Do we yes. think that's a good definition? Yes, because it has to be long enough that you're going to actively bring snacks yes. and activities. I would say snacks and activities. Yes. And activities. Okay, what kind of activities are we talking? I love this definition. I agree. We're in agreement. Uh, in the back of my head, I've got a bunch of games that we're going to play that you don't need to actually do anything for. Yes. We're just going to like do the license plate game. Or yes. we're going to do like, I see something that starts with an A and or then a B. Perhaps conversation topics in mind. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You come with pre-prepared talking points. Yes. <laughs> Josh and I are very chill. Invite us to your road trips. <laughs> we'll we'll make sure we'll that the right this. people we'll are seated in the right spots <laughs> in the car. We will relax after. <laughs> If you don't let me navigate, I'll scream the entire time. If I <laughs> or <don't>, drive. <laughs> if I don't like the music, I'll open the door while we're driving. <laughs> Do not test me. Um, okay, so can we talk road trip? I'll say road trip snacks slash essentials. Yeah, What sure. are you bringing? So let's say you and I, we're getting in a car. It's four plus hours. We're making stops. Yeah. <laughs> we're going on a road trip. Uh, let's say that we are going to a small town festival. Okay, great. We, we decided to go to one of them. Yes. But Finally. we realized we need to, we were going to take a whole week to do it. Yes. <laughs> we're we're going to do that together. Yes. I would say, first and foremost, goldfish. Crackers. Yeah, the goldfish. goldfish <laughs> like, I'm bringing my entire <laughs> tank. Yeah. <laughs> Jason and Freddie want to see the nature. Yeah, no. <laughs> They're both horror movie themed. All my fish are horror movie themed. <laughs> okay, so you're bringing goldfish crackers and your, goldfish your crackers. collection of goldfish. Um, I always just called it trail mix, but like gorp or whatever people call it. Okay, so someone's taking a taking a time machine to the seventies. <laughs> yeah, well, like the you know what I mean. Like yeah, I want I want things that are. I want protein in my. Like, if I'm going to have car snacks, I want things that are going to keep well and that are going to give me energy for when you hit that, like, all right, well, I think we've run out of topics three minutes, in, uh, three hours in. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Um, I I kind of assume that all nutritional values out the window once it enters a car. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I don't need it to be. I just want to make sure I can get the energy if I need to drive okay, or something it's there. like that. Okay, yeah. so you're bringing, you're bringing a gorp? Yep. I'm also heavily relying on fast food. As yes. we go on this trip, what's your what's your stop? What's your place of choice? I mean, like, I love, I love a McDonald's. I thank you for saying that. I love McDonald's. McDonald's is amazing. It's not the best of the fast foods. Like Wendy's is very, very, very good. But McDonald's, it, the OG, is just like you can't you can't get better than that. You can't get better than that, especially because if I'm going to McDonald's, I am getting 
I want the Diet Coke that you have to shove down into the cu- cup holder. Oh, like, yeah. I want it so big that like I am so sugared up, I crash immediately after. I want that <laughs> Diet Coke. And then I want their like fries that are kind of wet. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like all dream. salt and like yeah. a little bit flaccid. Yes, yes. And then we'll get in a fight because I'm like, I need ketchup on these fries. And it's like, that's doesn't not conducive to a car. I'm also the person who always brings the car charger for the phone oh, because I figure if I'm not going to bring other things, at least I'll bring the car charger and like some USB cables and, uh, and an aux cord. Yeah. Because A, we're going to need it. Yes. That's planning ahead. B, I want to be on the aux cable. <laughs> so it's. You just keep screaming. It's my aux. Yeah. <laughs> it's my aux cable and I'll play the music. <laughs> If you wanted to play the music, you would have brought an aux cable. Right. Some of us thought ahead. Some <laughs> of us thought ahead. Some of us thought about it. We did some uh, calculus to figure out if we were going at a certain speed in a certain direction. <laughs> uh, and we normalized for how much traffic there normally is. We figured out how long it might take and where my, the best stops might be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm bringing the aux cable and I will be playing Les Mis the entire trip. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. No, I do have a good story about this. Oh, no. So we were uh, in my senior year of college. Um, two of my best friends and I went down from Providence, Rhode Island, down to New York. Road trip. It was less than four hours. It was a three hour. It's a three hour drive. Okay. So we went down there to go see a concert and they came back the next day. I think I also had a job interview in New York too. It was a weird mix of like, I had to bring a suit and I was going to a pop concert. Okay. Um, but coming back, only two of us came back, and I drove. You lost the third. He was hanging out with his parents. Oh, okay. um, and so <laughs> me and my friend Nate drove back, and we took, because of traffic, we didn't take the interstate. We took the like local highway mm-hmm. because it was going to be better, which is the Merritt Parkway, which is essentially like you're just like going through Connecticut mountains. Okay. Um, there's and mountains the, in Connecticut? Yeah, there's mountains in Connecticut. You, it's just like there's literally a point where you kind of have a roller coaster moment where it's just like you're going at a pretty steep grade okay. um, up and down. Uh, anyway, the point of this story is that for a solid – I, I would say, how long is a musical, Paula, generally? Um, like, if you were to listen through a soundtrack, like, hour and a half? Hour something? and a half, two hours. Yeah, something like that. Um, we listened through the entirety of Next to Normal, and we paused between each song so that Nate could tell me what had happened in the plot in between wow. each of the songs. I've never seen Next to Normal. But now I you know feel it. you have. Yeah, yes. exactly. He talked me through it. By the end, he was crying as he was talking me through it. We were driving. It was the middle of the night. It was beautiful. What a what a trip. <laughs> what are you bringing on a road trip, Paula? Well, since Josh, you are the since you're the road trip aficionado. So a road trip banista? A road trip banista. Thank you so much. Um it really sounds like you're planning ahead, which is good because I don't plan at all. <laughs> I don't plan at all for anything ever. Is this uh this feels very on brand based on everything we've talked about <laughs> for both of us. Yes, it does. Um I will plan ahead in that like I have a road trip app. I think it's called like Road Trip America where I can look where we're going and then what are like the weird things around there mm-hmm. because I, I uh, love also on brand. I love like weird American history, like weird American culture type sure. stuff. So I will plan the stops on the way, but I'm not bringing anything of substance to this. I will not bring snacks. I will not plan ahead. I will not bring a soda. I will not bring chargers. 
Uh, I will pack moments before running out to the car almost in tears because I couldn't <laughs> find everything. Clothes dirty. We're just figuring it out as we go along. That being said, I will make a stop early on <laughs> to buy the things that I need. Um, I love the uh, the Snyder's honey mustard pretzels. Have you ever had those? I have not. Oh, they're disgusting. That sounds so gross. They're so gross. They're so good. But there is something really beautiful about stopping in like one of those road stop. Yes. Uh, or the um, just like going to a shell station mm-hmm. and being like, Let's meet back in 10 minutes. Load up, troops. Get what you need. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, I love... I have 15 bags of combos. <laughs> get them in. Uh, I also will get like any weird uh, regional snacks I can find. Oh, for sure. Like that's going to be... You want the local delicacies. Yes. I mean, if you're, if you're going to be traveling, you want to be... Yes. You know, as much as I love a McDonald's, you want to try the local stuff, like weird chips. Oh, if I can get a weird chip on a trip, amazing. Uh, I'll also buy a big thing of water. I won't open it because I'll be drinking so many Diet Cokes, (laughs) but it's there. My other big thing is every time I stop at a gas station, I buy a lottery ticket. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Have you ever won? I won for $1. Yes, I won a lot. So Josh, obviously on our road trip television show, Mm -hmm. we're both coming in. You're coming in with a- Road tripping with an uh, apostrophe at the end. So honestly, this would be such a good show. HGTV, hit us up. Hit us up. Or Travel Channel, or honestly, History Channel. Yes. (laughs) You know what? We're going to table this, and I will write some strongly worded emails later. Uh Um, So obviously, you're coming in fully prepared. I'm coming in. Ready to chit chat. Sure. (laughs) And that's kind of what I'm bringing. Um, But let's talk about the duties of a road trip passenger. Yes. Because I think it varies by your seat. I was about to say this. Yes. It's like like a a well-oiled machine where, or like a submarine or a spaceship, everyone has a duty based on where you were sitting. Agreed. So I think the easiest one, driver driving driver driving and also i think the driver is kind of the the dad the dad <laughs> the dad of the car you know i was gonna I, try I to say something not so like it's not gendered i don't mean that only dads drive i, I yes no, i know but it was the same thing out of my mouth too it's the driver is kind of like the boss baby of the car yeah they have to be the like responsible one yes who they're kind of the final say I feel like in a lot of situations. Yes. Like if something, if music is playing and the driver's like, I cannot handle this driver gets to make the call of next. Yeah. They, you know what it is? They're, they're the president of the car. They get a veto. Yes. And that's the checks and balances in this system. And the president also ultimately makes a decision of where to stop. Yes. Because even if the rest of the car agrees, if the president says, the driver president says, we're going to keep driving. There's nothing we can do. We're, I mean, you can complain, but you can't actually do anything about it. I mean, it. of course, I'm leaning over. I'm trying to grab the steering wheel. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm screaming. Trying to kick the driver out of the car. Yes, but uh, that's not going to work. And it's also like, I feel like the driver gets to set the rules mm-hmm. of the situation. Like, always wear your seatbelt. Always wear your seatbelt. Always wear your seatbelt. Right. But if the driver was chill about it, then like. Then it's freaking party yeah, zone or like in here. windows open Mahalo. versus cold versus closed yes like, air conditioning yeah exactly at the end of the day the driver gets to they're the captain of the ship yes i agree and then i think that that makes the passenger vice president 
Agreed. So the vice president is actually kind of running stuff, like kind of running the details of it. Yeah, they're 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 the vice president or they're like the very high end office manager, executive assistant. Yes, they are choosing the music. Mm-hmm. Yes, you get if you are in the passenger seat, you get control over all electronics. Yes. So that includes the aux cable. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to do the music or the podcast. You know, the only podcast that exists being Ernest. Thank you so much. We uh, did invent podcasts. Thank you for noticing. The uh, books on tape that oh. you might be. Sorry, audio books. I like Where's books the, on tape. I like books on tape, too. Um, you're in charge of the the navigation exactly, system. Exactly, exactly. Yes, agreed. And you're also probably in charge of, like, if anyone's like, oh, what about this thing? You're like, oh, let me look it up. Yes. Or whatever. You're plugged in to the, like, cigarette lighter as well. Your phone is charging. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. You're the one who's like, weather looks bad up front. Why don't we yeah, take a... You're kind of the co... You know, you're not making the decisions, but you're kind of... You're keeping an eye on that map. If you're seeing red, if you're seeing traffic, you're looking for an alternative route. Yeah, you're the glue guy yes, of the whole situation. If people are starting to get hungry, you're kind of keeping your eye out for what's coming up. Yes. You know? And then the question becomes, how does your role change based on where you are in the back? What a great question. I'm imagining we are in like a standard sedan where you've got a driver, a passenger, uh, two normal seats and the hump seat. Well, I would say in a good road trip, there's nobody in the hump seat. Yes. That's too much. Yeah. I will also say if I can add this in front seat passenger, no sleeping. Yeah. You really can't sleep. You can't because part of your job is to keep that driver alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic, as we used to say in show choir. And. (laughs) and you are also the one who is in charge of navigation i have been the driver where my navigator has fallen asleep and we did not take the exit that we needed to We hit a man (laughs) we never spoke of it again Uh, we uh we missed the exit and we were on a like a very long interstate and it meant that we had to go 30 more miles before (gasps) there was an exit turn around drive those 30 miles back and then get off the highway well that person's your nemesis yeah well okay i love clarence sorry clarence you're the nemesis um so let's talk the back now before we enter this conversation i would say the back same duties but i don't know if that's the case no that's not i think that the left and right seat both don't have either of those seats it's the same role yes um yeah, it's those are your conversationalists. You Thank have you. to. There's two situations. There's two things you are supposed to do in the backseat. Yes. One is drive the conversation forward. Yes. And two, sleep. If you want to sleep, that's your spot. If you want to sleep, get in the back. But also, exactly, you're the conversationalist. You're the entertainer of the crew. Mm-hmm. If you're in the backseat, and again, this is me and Josh, so this is maybe not everybody, but. I want to hear little history nuggets. <laughs> I kind of want to hear about these towns we're passing through. I, if I'm in the back, am prepped with some games, like I said, like Contact, like the license yes. plate game. Also, important note is that the person in the back, if they're driving the conversation, needs to know that the driver may or may not be engaged in the conversation because the driver doesn't need to be engaged in the conversation. Right, right. And it's important if you're in the back to understand and get kind of the temperature of the car. You know what yes. I mean? Not the physical temperature of the car. The no. conversational temperature of the car. No, because, because there are times when you don't want to talk. Yes. And you can't force it. 
Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And you kind of have to be able to read a room. Yes, exactly. You know, you're really the ingenue of the car. (laughs) (laughs) It's the unsung hero of the car. It's the unsung hero. Because it looks like you're not doing work, but there's a lot of work getting done there. Like maybe other people are like getting the laughs and other people are getting like having the fun. And after you get off the, out of the car and the audience comes up to you and you're like, oh man, you were so funny. Maybe you're there too. And you're like, they were funny because I set them up for it. I'm just yes. saying. Yes, you set them up for success. Mm-hmm. And close on the back, you have to be ready at any time to unbuckle that seatbelt and get something from the back. Yes. Dis- yes. You have to put your life on the line. Important point here that you are making. The car that you are in needs to be accessible from the back seat. I want a hatchback situation so that I can get back in there and be like, did someone bring, like, we have more pretzels, right? We got a whole big tub we, of pretzels. We, have more, we were freaking pretzels around here, right? <laughs> or be like, my sweatshirt is underneath all of the bags. Yeah. Paula, could you crawl into the bag and find it for me? Yes. Yes. Now, I think the last piece of this is what to do if you've got the hump. Because there are road trips where you've got the hump. Open that door, crawl out. <laughs> I feel like no one needs to ask anything of the person in the hump because they've already made the sacrifice. They've made the ultimate sacrifice. And I think that also, it can make the backseat a little bit more lively as a group to have Mm -hmm. a third body in there. But also, you got to give them a little slack. Yes. Yes. You know, Josh, this is reminding me of of a road trip I took once Mm -hmm. that I can't believe I forgot to mention. Sure. When we moved, I drove, we drove from Alaska to Minnesota. We drove what? through we drove through all of Canada. And we, you took it you you did this by dog sled? We did it in dog sled. No, we took two weeks. I can't believe this wasn't like I can't believe I was like, well, we once drove to the Badlands when I, I took a two week road trip once. We drove from Alaska all the way down to Canada, all the way through the West Coast, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, whatever else is in there, up to Minnesota. Whoa. So you did like you did a like a check mark. Yes, basically. we did a huge one because we had I mean I never And I would say for all the haters out there who are going to say, well, Josh said you can't have a, it's not about the journey, not the destination. And like Paul is going somewhere and there's a, there's a final destination. Yeah. But this was clearly about the journey. So don't at me. Well, we, and we added time because I mean, you know, I'd barely been to the lower 48s before. So we like had, we hit Disneyland, we hit Knott's Berry Farm, we hit the Tillamook Cheese Factory in Tillamook, sure. Oregon. Um, but my I, my dad had set it up. We had a Subaru. Is that what people call it in Alaska, the lower 48s? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, so my dad had set it up. So we had the back seat. And looking back now, this would never fly. But it was, you know, it was the late 90s, right before right before Y2K hit, right before the millennium. We had a, a Subaru Outback. Because Y2K was the important security <laughs> event that happened in the early 2000s. And we had set it up so the back was blankets and books. And I just like read my way. Paula, you had a blanket <laughs> fort in the back of your car? I read my way through the babysitter's little sister's books as we cruised through America. And you took in none of it. <laughs> Oh no, I took in the books. Yeah. (laughs) So that What is Claudia wearing? (laughs) That has nothing to do with the backseat people, but if you if you have that option, go for it. Hey Paula. Hey Josh. You know, when we were 
primates before humans became a species. Mm-hmm. We had um, opposable digits on our on our feet as well. You can't see my jaw just dropped. You know what that would give us? What if would we that give something us? Was really good? What would that give us? Four thumbs up. Four thumbs up is a segment where Paula and I scour the internet for earnest reviews of things. things. And we're back with our good friends at the Internet Movie Database, imdb.com, to check out some user reviews from some of our favorite movies. Paula, what's the movie that we're going to be talking about this week? You actually know this one because it is kind of a national icon. Mm-hmm. It's a symbol of freedom. <laughs> It's on our national flag. We sing about it in the national anthem. It is Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. Amazing. Paula, have you seen this movie? I have not seen this movie. I've seen Miss Congeniality before. I've not seen MC2. I have seen Miss Congeniality so many times that um, I guess I'm pretty shocked that I never got around to seeing this one. I have I have one for us uh, that is entitled, London premiere was so good. A thousand exclamation points. So I'll just read this. I was at the London premiere last night. Okay, that's a brag. Wow. Here's my review, and I'll try not to spoil it. All caps, this movie rocks. <laughs> it's not just my biased view, because I adore, adore Sandy. My guest is an, <laughs> my guest is an anti-Sandy fan. But still I like panic. that they're not only on a first name basis, but a nickname basis. A nickname basis. basis. My, like, yeah, I don't know. All her friends call her Sandy. Yeah, I all guess. All her close friends call her Sandy. Oh, do you still call her Sandra? Oh. Interesting. Ms. Bullock. Ms. Bullock. Uh, my guess is an anti-Sandy fan, and she thoroughly enjoy it as well. The guy sat in front of us, turned around at the end, and was like, I can tell you enjoyed that. We could hear you snort laughing. LOL. It's got some hilarious moments and some incredibly touching moments, verging on tear jerking, depending on your mood at the time. Some super sweet moments. Paula, can I interrupt you just for a, a hot second here? Um, what would you do if the dude in front of you turned around and was like, sounds like you enjoy these in there in London, right? Yeah. So like, Sounds like you enjoyed it. I heard you snort laughing. I kick him. I would <laughs> yeah, just right? raise That's my right. foot yeah. and just kick, kick him. him. That feels like one of those things that someone's saying because uh, they're too polite to say something mean. Right. It's yeah. It's a very like it's a very like high society insult. Yes. Yes. Like, and I'm mad I, at him. I, you look dashing in that dress. I wouldn't have thought that you would have worn it this season, but you're pulling it off somehow. Yeah, I, I that I know you said that as a joke, and I did have a flash of rage. <laughs> <laughs> so I would think about him saying that for the rest of my life. I'd wake up in the middle of the night with like great comeback, but it was too late. Sandy was superb. Regina was amazing. <laughs> Heather kicks quote unquote booty. Parentheses. <laughs> That's part of the movie. You'll get the joke when you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Will Shatner was Will. Will Shatner. <laughs> you know, everyone's in this movie. Sandy. Will. I imagine that this reviewer is the kind of person who's like at a party and she's lying on her own shag rug, yeah. drinking some scotch. She was like, oh, Sandy, Will, oh, I know them all. I guess I went to the London premiere, so I guess I'm on a nickname basis. I go out to be seen. 
anyway, going on, the bad guys are bad. The ugly guys are ugly. The big bird scenes are hilarious and goes on for like 30 minutes. That sounds like a veiled insult. Wardrobe is so good. <laughs> when Sandy's dressed as the old woman, that bit's so funny. <laughs> and there are so many other great costumes. To summarize, MC2, 9 out of 10. There were a few very brief, boring moments near the beginning, but it was all just building up the story. Go see it, everyone. It's funnier than the first. It's more moving than the first. And just all around, a brilliant movie, nine out of 10 stars. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I know, a lot to unpack. I want to be in on it. I want to know why they do a big bird bit for 30 (laughs) minutes. This sounds like a fever dream that I wrote. (laughs) I have one here for us. Yes, I'd love to hear it. It is not necessarily a good review. Well, and if we've spoken about in the past in this podcast, just because something's earnest does not mean that it has to be overwhelmingly positive. Right, exactly. Exactly. It just needs to be true and sincere. Yes. And this one is definitely that. It is a one out of ten star review entitled Boring and Dreadful. The first miscongeniality was decent, quote-unquote, junk food entertainment. My 12-year-old daughter ranks it as one of her favorite movies. We saw MC2 Armed and Fabulous last weekend. The sequel is just junk. For the $31 I spent for my family of four, I felt robbed. Even my daughter made a quote-unquote prune face when I asked her if she liked it. Sandra Bullock was still very likable in the first movie. In this one, not so. Very little of the unsophisticated Gracie playing a beauty pageant contestant came through and that made it a bore. The plot was different and I didn't like that. I didn't like it. <laughs> also, this was this review is from 2005 and I would kill to go to, to the movies for $31 for a family of four. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I wonder if they also got snacks in that amount. <laughs> That's how much a, a small soda costs. JSC, you contact us. You let us know exactly what you purchased with that money. I think there's some interesting, if we read the text pretty closely here, there's some interesting uh, literary things that this reviewer is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, uh, their use of quotations. Right. here and what is uh, left in and what is taken out so see, they say that the first one is decent quote-unquote junk food entertainment mm-hmm. in the second one they just call it quote-unquote junk if we extrapolate that out yeah they are saying in a very poignant way regardless of the nutritional value of the art that they are consuming there is no sustenance being taken from the second one. Right. The first one is a roadside pit stop to a McDonald's. Sure. A circling back. a frosty. Uh, you know, something that you know is joy in it. There's still joy, and yes. and and you walk away with something. Yeah. This person walked away from this movie wanting an emotional experience, and ultimately came out empty-handed. Empty-handed. Yeah, I agree. That's a thesis statement. Yeah. Also, what do you think a prune face is? Ooh, I think it's very like squished up. Like, yeah, it's probably like. Yeah, I think it's so that too. face. I yeah, think yeah, so yeah. too. I I've think never called it a prune face. No, I have a feeling that's like a family colloquialism. Yeah, that sure. she thought everyone would understand. Yeah, it's like um, 
I'm just imagining what is it, like the Hollywood raisins. What was the red? The California, California raisins. raisins. Yeah, imagine a, that a different company came out <laughs> with the California prunes. <laughs> it's like they're trying to make them cool. And so they're like, oh, we saw that ad campaign. Campaign. What if we made the California prunes and they played ska? <laughs> Isn't it wild that the California raisins were a thing? Yeah. Didn't they have like a TV show? Yeah, they had a TV show. I think they had a Christmas special. I definitely had a stuffed toy when I was a kid of the California Raisins. Oh, yeah, no. I had like a California Raisin action figure. Yes, I had that. (laughs) Yes. That's wild that that took over the world. Josh, have I ever told you about the most important road trip that has ever been taken? No, I don't think so. Now, it's kind of a rumor of Americana at this point. Uh, And we know that you love Americana. We know I love Americana. So the rumor is um, after 9-11, Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor, and Marlon Brando were hanging out. And one of them said, we've got to get out of this city. So the three of them piled in a car and only the three of them. And they drove across America together. You just said a lot of words that I know. Yeah. I'm not sure I fully understood it as a as a sentence. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it was just a lot of information. My brain is it was a lot of twists and turns. It's not what I expected to hear. Are we talking like literally like as 9-11 is happening? Yes. So it is uh I guess it's highly contested if this actually happened. But um after 9-11, Marlon Brando, Elizabeth Taylor, Michael Jackson were all hanging out and they were like, we have got to get out of the city. But they couldn't fly and they were worried they would be mobbed by uh, fans if they tried to take their private jets out. Uh-huh. So their assistants got them a car and the three of them hit the road. I know. I have so many questions. And there's so no, many thoughts. There's no way to confirm or deny because all three have now died. So my first reaction to this mm-hmm. is I want to understand in 2001 the ages of all of these. Yes. And I'm assuming old. Entertainers. Yeah. So Elizabeth Taylor was born in 1932. Okay. So that puts her at what? Uh, well over 70. Uh, no, no, 69. 69. Nice. Yeah, nice. Michael Jackson was born in 58, so that puts him at 43-ish, something something like that. And Marlon Brando was born in 1924, so that puts him at what? That would be... 80? uh, 77. You're good at math. 77. Uh, Yes, so they hit the road in a road trip that may or may not happen. But Josh, that kind of begs the question... um, of a hypothetical celebrity road trip. Now, obviously, I don't know if it could ever get more strange than the actual truth here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, this is like, you think what this is what the, um, uh, that movie with Tim Allen and Chris Rock, like old dogs or whatever, mm-hmm. where they take a bicycle road trip. You think this is what that was based on? Yes. I think, I think every movie is actually somehow based off of this event. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. In a hypothetical, what you're asking me is, in a hypothetical, what would the best uh, car trip be? Yes. So let's say you get a car, 
there's so you're the front. You get three celebrities in it. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you should be a part of this? Ooh. I think um, you should be a part of it. I think you. Yeah. Well, because I I brought them together. Yeah. I'm the Danny Ocean of this situation. Yeah, you're kind of the Danny Ocean. <laughs> and I say that about you a lot. Thank you. The rugged good looks. Great at heists. <laughs> I was fishing for a compliment, but I got uh, a better one. You got uh, a better one. Okay. So. I don't have a good answer to this yet, That's so we're all, right. all going to learn we're this together. We're playing in the sandbox yeah, together. Exactly. Yes. I'm gonna. We're, I'm just gonna put my thoughts out loud. And my first reaction is for me, for a road trip, I want strong singing voices. I want okay, tight I, harmonies. I guess I don't know if I count as a celebrity, but I'll be in the car, all right? <laughs> if you're begging, I want tight harmonies. I want different voice parts, mm-hmm. and I want people who feel like they might have a lot of good stories. Okay. So like. I think maybe I don't think I want him to be the the navigator, mm-hmm. but like Michael McDonald. You love Michael McDonald. I love Michael. You McDonald. love Michael McDonald because the thing is, Michael McDonald has the range to be able to do yacht rock and have that kind of That's stuff true. going on. He knows harmonies. He was part of both the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he's got some stories to tell. I All bet. right, I think he's got some stories to tell. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I bet you he's lived a uh, a more wild life than you think. Oh, I, I think he's definitely lived a wild life. He lived through like the cocaine seventies and eighties. Yeah. I think he did a lot of drugs, and now he's sober. Um, who else would I have in this car? I think if I'm going on this uh, this singer songwriter kind of kick, mm-hmm. um, for sure, Carly Rae Jepsen. She seems oh, like she's a great her. hang. She seems like she's a great hang. Are you going? I'm going to the concert. No, I have a show that night. I really want to go. Cancel it. <laughs> Cancel the concert. Come to my show. Oh, Josh. Sick of canceling concerts for your show. Yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen's going to be a fun hang. She's super fun. She's going to bring a different energy. Yeah. Yeah, I like nice. that one mezzo kind of voice she can jump in there again has the range yes has she the range. also seems very positive she seems her pop is incredibly earnest yes it's so good same kind of vibe i love carly Rae jepson so much i love her because it is so unabashedly pop yes it is so like hey pop actually rules and listen to these club bangers yeah right because she's leaning into it because she just likes it yes agreed yeah carly open invitation Carly, yes please I if will, you want to come on the show yes. I, we know you're going to be here in july i will not clean up my apartment yeah this episode is coming out maybe a week before you are playing chicago oh so you have time do you have time yeah. yeah i mean like just hit us up yeah i think i just like want to hang out with jk simmons okay would be the last piece of that i think yeah this is fun and i would love to see those snapshots from throughout yeah. i'm gonna give you oh, guys a polaroid sure. you guys are having fun yeah exactly exactly um, yeah, I just, I think that would be, I think that would probably be my group of people. I love it. Yeah. What about you? That's a great question. Josh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you this and I have zero idea. Sure. Um, so, well, number one, my gut instinct is Guy Fieri because he's good at finding those diners, those drive-ins, those dives, oh, but I yeah. feel like that's maybe too obvious. Yeah, can I change my I'm going to swap out JK Simmons yeah. for Alton Brown. Alton Brown's because a good I one. feel like he would have all the shit, like he would be a good navigator. Yes. Like he'd be able to handle all that stuff. He knows all the spots. He's done that show yes. that he motorcycled around America and ate at a bunch of places and gained a bunch of weight throughout the show as you watch it, which I grew up on. Um I feel like he'd be really great for all the planning. Yes. Don't know if he can sing, but he'll pull his weight in that way. He'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, so I was going to say Guy Fieri, but I feel like too obvious of an answer. Sure. So he's going to be on my, kind of my like wait list. Sure. Um, you I, might pick him up when yeah, you, I might when you get up. halfway through it. So I recently read a very long in-depth article in the New York Times about Judge Judy. Oh, hell yeah. And I think that she's going to be fun on the trip. Because uh-huh. I think she's keeping the conversation going. Oh, for sure. She's keeping it going. There's no BS. No one's mm-hmm. getting in fights because Judge Judy's putting that down. Yep. I think she low-key, when she gets into something, she's going to be singing along. Mm-hmm. We're going to have fun. I think I think she's down to find kind of like the weird little pit stops. Oh, for sure. So I think Judge Judy's for sure on mine. Yep. Um, Josh, do you know a little television show on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil? No, but I do know that Lake Street Dive does the uh, theme song They do for the that. theme song. Okay, that's like one of my favorite uh, Netflix shows because it's very earnest. Mm-hmm. And it is Phil Rosenthal, who is the creator of um, Everybody Loves Raymond. And he just tries <laughs> he just tries food and he loves it. That's amazing. And it's very adorable, and I, I would love- highly recommend it. Uh, and he's very sweet. And I'm kind of thinking him, even though maybe he's not as big of a celebrity as Judge Judy and myself. Oh, sure. Um, but I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think that he would be a really fun one because while Judge Judy is kind of a little hard hitting, sure. Phil is going to be a little silly, a little fun. Sure, yeah. Um, and then who is my third? I need a driver. I need someone who's really going to take charge. And for that energy, what about Michelle Obama? I was going to say Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> I love that, but I think I think two judges in the car is too many, you yeah. know? Yes, because Judge Judy and you know the Honorable <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg are the same level of judge. You know who I'm putting in there? This is going to be a dark horse candidate, but what about Tan France from The Queer Eyes? That sounds perfect. I think he's That's really good great, one. really and good energy. I don't know if I have a favorite because I love all of them on that show, mm-hmm. but I really like him for it because I think like he's going to be like kind of chill. He's going to be kind of fun. He's going to be kind of like, you know, I just want to. And he's going to make sure everyone looks great when you come out of the car. Yes, we're taking really good photos. Yeah. And I think you should be really proud of me for not looking you dead in the eye and going, three of the impractical jokers. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Do it for us. Well, there goes all our. Li- everyone just hit yeah, off. Everyone, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Done. Uh, before we get to our housekeeping, Paula, did you have an earnest moment of the week this I week? Absolutely, do an imatwa. An imatwa. <laughs> Um, and Imachwa of my week was I went to the Vampire Weekend concert last Sunday. Okay. And during one of the songs, they had they sent out these huge. I'm raising my arms, probably like six feet tall, inflatable uh, globes. Okay. And they sent them out for to parade around the audience to fly around. And one of the balls went all the way to the back. So I was like in in the stands, and then. Far back was uh, lawn seats. Mm-hmm. And so it got out to the lawn seats. Lord knows how. It did not come back. The other one returned to the stage. It's the free now. Six foot ball disappeared. And as we're leaving, I saw a couple of teens rolling it away. <laughs> <laughs> they they and I don't want to say they stole it because I'm assuming like they have extras. Like they knew they weren't coming back. But um I just am loving what <laughs> did they do with it how did they get it home <laughs> imagine them on the train with a cigarette they've got to pay for a ticket for that yeah right exactly that's amazing i have an earnest moment of the week yes this week um 
this episode is probably coming out in early July, so I think this will still be happening by that point. <gasps> but as of maybe a week or so ago, Chicago is doing a trial with a bunch of different electric scooter companies. Yes. And I became a scooter boy. Oh, gosh. I became a scooter boy. Oh, Paula, it is so fun. Is it? I'm I- very scared of them. Yeah, so... Um, my original thinking was like, ugh, okay, fine. Like these, I've seen these in other cities. I haven't right. done them. They seem like they're kind of just cluttering up sidewalks and things like that. That's and my like, reaction. And, yeah. And like, of course, me riding a scooter, like friggin' like tech nerd. It's like so on brand or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I am leaving the gym early this morning because I did work out and I got to go to work, and so I could walk for ten minutes. Or I could download this app and ride a scooter and, and just say that I've done it. Scoot for five minutes. And for the first time, for the first like minute and a half, I was like, "Holy shit, this thing goes way faster than it should." And I bike in Chicago too, so yeah. I'm used to the like the only thing between me uh, and the cars is just like a piece of metal. Yeah. Um, but somehow the scooter is even more terrifying <laughs> than biking because. I feel like I can bike with one hand and do hand signals. The scooters, you cannot do that. They will like kind of tip and there's a lot of potholes and things like that. And I was like, this is terrifying. This is going at at least like 15 miles per hour or something like faster than I want it to. And then I was like, no, Josh, embrace it. And now I'm the scooter boy. Scooter boy. Amazing. We do not have user submitted ones because we did forget to put that call to action out mm-hmm. there. We did forget to put that on our Instagram stories. Sure. But keep an eye out because we'll put it out in the future. And I hope everyone had very earnest weeks. Yes. And you can send any earnest moments of the week or anything else that you, any feedback that you have uh, to us at beingearnestpod at gmail.com or on social media uh, for at beingearnestpod. We're the same on all of those. And all you can just those. reach out to us that way. And Cannot stress enough, if you have ideas for like what you would like to see an episode about, if you have a small town festival, if you have reviews, um, some of you have been sending those in and they're amazing and we love them and please keep them coming. Speaking of what we need you for, uh, if you (laughs) could take a second and write us a really quick review on iTunes uh, or just give us the the little star ratings. um, I hope you would say five stars, but it's really up to you. It's whatever you deem appropriate. That would be a a huge, huge, huge favor for us and we would appreciate it greatly. Um, I know a bunch of you have and we love you and we really appreciate it. Yeah, it takes literally two seconds to do the stars. If you want to write a review, we will... um, We'll make sure to uh, kiss you on the mouth. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, and I wasn't sure if I was going to say it. But yeah, we'll both kiss you on the mouth. We'll both kiss you on the mouth. It's fine. As always, our logo is brought to you by Ryan Cruz on Instagram. She's at RB Cruiser. And theme song was created by Dylan Dutch. He's at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. And as always, until next week, we can hear your snorting laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Why not be? <laughs>